shut up and sit down. Hey Siri, what is an expert? As a noun, it means a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. <laughs> okay, that's clearly not us. But we're not idiots either. Hmm. Arguable. <laughs> okay, fair. How about not complete idiots? We're a couple of guys who have been friends for 25 years who happen to disagree on a lot of things. This is our podcast, where we try to make sense of those things and try to understand the other's perspective. These are our inexpert opinions. Shut up and sit down. Got it. Are we we on? Oh, Holy buckets. That's loud. loud. Holy shit. I'm fucking choloed right now. Just fucking straight laid back. (laughs) Choloed. (laughs) What's up, dude? Back Not with another, much, dude. Back with another beat. Back, back with another banger. Back with another banger. How long has it been since our last one? Probably like two. I don't know, six months. That's about the cadence been, we've been working on with lately. It, it's been a couple weeks at least, right? Um, we've been yeah, a couple few. We've been busy, dude. A couple few. Couple few. few, few. I'm we've looking right now, just out of curiosity. I'm gonna say it was three weeks ago. July 2nd. That's right. Three weeks ago. Nailed it. Um, we're coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming up fast on 3-0, dude. We're getting, we're getting to one a month. I mean, we'll, we'll be back. I fucking, I see a Spotify deal in our future. Should we get back to one, one per week? What is the, what do you guys say? What's the audience say? What do you guys want? <laughs> we want to give you what you want. What we're going to try to do want? better about these topics too. We haven't, we've been. We just got done talking about this in the green room, but uh, yeah, we haven't been spending the appropriate amount of time. We're busy. We've got lives. We've got lives. Not that other podcasters don't, but uh, they're probably not getting paid for theirs. (laughs) They're probably not quite as busy as we are. Um, No, but. As Mike alluded to, we are going to spend a little bit more time putting these topics together and a little bit more focus on the conversation so that they're a little bit more structured, a little bit more organized, kind of like we started out with. I feel like we started out that way, then we diverged and kind of went down this path of just shooting the breeze, which is fine. Um, But we want to put a little bit more structure to them. Next one, we said this one was going to be it, but the next one is going to be... uh, Single life versus married life. We've got to come up with a funny, a funny, a kitschy, a, a, you know, a memorable, a memorable name for these kind of red versus blue kind of yeah. yin versus yang, you know, scenarios mm-hmm. where we each pick a side. I wonder what right. the listeners think. What do you guys want to call it? <laughs> Send us your comments. <laughs> tweet, tweet at inexpert opinions and let us know what you want to call it. Um. So, dude, what the fuck you been up to, man? Oh, L I V I N. Just living, um, dude. No, so you got to talk about your fucking trip, your Vegas trip to go see uh UFC, whatever number that was, two six four. Yeah, two six four. Yeah, so that's and big. your freaking uh Rogan Chappelle uh show at MGM grand. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. Big trip. Um, pretty, (sighs) no, yeah. Super exciting. dude. Yeah. That's about 
what the trip was was just a fu- it was just a fucking balloon with all the air being let mm. out of it. It was it was kind of a downer. Like it wasn't really. I I had very high expectations. Perhaps that's why it was kind of a a lackluster trip. But um, no, it was fun. I mean, got to hang out with sister and her boyfriend and Beth. Obviously, first trip longer than a night away from the little ones, which was interesting. Um, Vegas is always fun. So that was fun. Hadn't been to Vegas in a long time, but, but yeah, Rogan Chappelle. Um, I'm going to say it was, it was easily the worst standup I've seen Rogan do easily. Um, Chappelle, you know how I feel about him. Um, he's, I'm not even going to say hit or miss. I just generally don't like his standup. Um, save for a couple specials that are arguably the best standups out there. Uh, the highlight of that, as I've told you is, is Tom Segura was the special guest and he showed up and he was fucking hilarious. He killed. Um, although you're not supposed to say that anymore, according to Brandeis university, he didn't, he didn't kill it. He did very, Wait, very well. You can't say that comedians kill. You can't say anybody kills because it oh, will give because big- they love to say kill and murder. Those are their two favorite words for crushing. Nope. You cannot say, you you, you cannot, you can't say it kills. You can't say shoot your shot because it will bring up too many post-traumatic stress disorder feelings for people that have been in scenarios where they've dealt with gunfire, killing any of those things. So cannot say killing it. Um, Brandeis University. Okay. Well, we're going to continue using that. Um, but Segura murdered. Ooh, can't say that one. Um, <laughs> he, he, he did very, very well. He did an extraordinary job as a comedian. He got up and he told some funny jokes. Is that okay? Can I say that? He told some very funny jokes. No. He did a good job at making me make laughing noises with my mouth. <laughs> um, and then Donnell Rawlings was the, uh, the kind of M them. C uh and he 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 was damn good too in in one of in one of his probably like 10 minute segments where who is it Donnell Rawlings oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. um he was hilarious actually hilarious um so yeah that was that was that that was that not worth the money overall um i would have rather just paid money to go see Segura how long was that show if all of those people came up like how much how much time did Segura do Segura did about 30 minutes. Donnell was probably 10 and 10. Rogan was probably 45 and Chappelle so was Donnell about So Donnell was the host then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had like this, we missed him because we, we got there a little bit late because we went to, so the MGM now has like 42 different properties in Las right. Vegas that are all called MGM. It's like Park MGM, MGM, Garden MGM. Oh, so MGM. it's not that just main one on the corner with the lions? Nope. And so we went to the wrong MGM. We went to eat specifically at this place called friends, which that might've been the highlight of Vegas. It's a, it's a chef that I, that I really like called Roy Choi. His name's Roy Choi. And he's got these like fusion food trucks all throughout LA and Austin. Um, he's he's korean and the, he makes like these fusion korean tacos and things like that and they're fucking mm-hmm. I've never been in any of the trucks but he opened this brick and mortar and that that was one of the things i wanted to do and it's in the park mgm um so we went to that and it was fucking awesome um delicious restaurant if you ever get the chance to go but we we went there 75% of the reason because I wanted to go there and I've been wanting to go there, but 25% was because it was in the park MGM, which is where I thought 
was the appropriate MGM that the concert was in. So we go, we leave, we leave friends, best friends, best friend. And we bolt over to like the theater in the park MGM. And we show our little like barcode tickets, you know, we hold up our phones and the woman's like, Ooh, those tickets you need to take over to the box office because they will print out your tickets. And so we run over to the box office and this is, I mean, we're running through the Las Vegas casino. It's, it's about mm-hmm. showtime. Um, and so it's, it's not a, it's not a short distance and we get over to the box office and I give the lady my tickets and everybody's super cool. Right. And she walks into the back and she starts talking to whoever. And she comes back about five minutes later. She hands me my, her, my phone. She's like, sir, um, you're going to, th- this is, this is Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan. You're, you're going to want to go over there and kind of points off to the, and I said, what, who's who is this what's happening here she goes oh this is bruno mars i'm oh son of a bitch <laughs> so then we have to run all the way across uh i mean vegas casino is gigantic you know so we're running all the way across mm-hmm. and finally we get over to the mgm grand that has the 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 grand park garden or something like that that has the exact same name as where we just were but it's the arena um mm-hmm. and that's where they were so we missed this dj i don't care right fucking whatever um mm-hmm. and we get in and and yeah so then so donnell opened um did like 10 minutes then segura came out and then donnell came back out and mc for a little while then rogan came out so it was probably i mean i bet we were out of there by show started at eight i bet we were out by 11 11 15 okay yeah. So then, so did uh, both Rogan and Chappelle do an hour? Ish. Yeah. I would say Chappelle yeah. was a little bit, or at least it felt like it. It felt like Chappelle was on stage for seven days. <laughs> um, Rogan's, yeah, Rogan, Rogan was, I bet Rogan was probably 15 minutes shorter than Chappelle. Maybe even okay. a little bit shorter. Well, Chappelle's known for doing those things where he can get up on stage and do go for like three hours. Yeah. 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 Like we were on our way back from camping this weekend and I put on, I had, (laughs) I don't remember what I exactly what I said. Um, We were packing up camp and, oh, that's what it was. Everything. I told you that it rained. And so everything was completely soaked. Mm -hmm. And I started talking about how I, I did the whole bit from, um, harmful if swallowed where I'm like, you ever walk to the public van? It's like, why is everything all fucking wet? <laughs> why is everything always wet? <laughs> and I started laughing Talks about <laughs> the fucking doors hanging off there. <laughs> I got a shit. <laughs> I started laughing so hard and everybody was just kind of looking at me. And so then we got in the car and we put on, I, I put Dane cook on harmful if swallowed and, started bombing back to Denver listening to it. And we got to the parking garage scene when he's doing the screeching tires. I'm backing Uh up (laughs) and Benton loses it in the backseat, like crying laughter. And then for probably the next 10 or 15 minutes, anytime Dane used some sort of voice, like when he went into the, Oh, 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 why am I talking like a baby Mexican? You know, uh, anytime he went into some voice, uh, Benton would just would just lose it. So Benton has a new favorite stand up comic. But what I'm ultimately bringing that up is probably midway through Beth was like, God, do you remember when comics used to just get up and tell jokes? 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, that that's what I liked about Segura. Segura told jokes. Rogan got up, and the reason it was one of, well, the reason it was was the worst that I've seen him do is it was probably like 50-50 public service announcement for whatever social justice warrior thing is taking place and then jokes. And then Dave Chappelle was like 75, maybe even 80, 20. It was, it was all him just pontificating about the state of society and where we are today. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't fucking pay money for a Jordan Peterson lecture here. I, right. I came here to laugh, like make me fucking laugh. Um, Right. And it, yeah, it wasn't just me. I mean, the, the, the crowd, sure. There was, there was hype and there was laughter, but like the vast majority of people sitting around me, um, you know, save for the, save for the clear, the clear jokes that he nailed. Um, yeah, there wasn't much like, wasn't much laughter, not a whole lot of chatter. It was just kind of meh, hmm. but you know, win some, you lose some. Yeah. That was just a $500 loss. So whatever. Yeah. But then you went, and then you went to the next night was UFC. We did UFC 264 the next night. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was, that was crazy. I've never. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know that I'll do it again just because probably similar to how people don't like watching hockey. Like UFC is two people going at it. And so you want to see, you want to be fairly close so you can see the nuance, right? So like watching it on TV where you can see, Oh, he caught him with this kick or he caught him with that punch or Mm -hmm. um, there's like so many things that are hard to see sitting 50 yards away. And so the experience is awesome. The people watching is awesome. The energy is incredible. Unlike anything I've ever experienced. So loud, so raucous. Um, Everybody's in a great mood. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's screaming. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to watch. Um, And then, and then, you know, as I, as I mentioned to you, the thing that I never would have thought about is that there's no, and I don't know if this is a product of COVID because thinking about it, th- thinking back to like ball arena and Avs games, there's nobody walking up and down. What are they? What are they? What are they called? Not vent vendors, vendors like the concessions vendors. There's nobody yeah. walking up and down the stadium. Carnival barkers, carnival barkers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hot dog sell- salesman. There's nobody yeah. walking up and down the, the stairs. And so you are, uh, required to go get your your beverages and your concessions which is fine but oh shit you know what that's interesting i just went to a braves game a couple weeks ago and i didn't, didn't see yeah, they didn't have them either yeah that i noticed or maybe i just wasn't paying attention but so i don't know if yeah, that's, that's interesting covid or what because i'm sure it probably is right I, th- I think it has to be because now that i'm thinking about the abs game our section we have waitresses that come out right we sit in the club mm-hmm. level because we're ballers no just because <laughs> it's the best seats in the house it's really not that expensive um but we yeah we have waitresses that come around and like people walk around and sell you know cotton candy and whatever and um and yeah i didn't see that at all this year so maybe that's what it is maybe we went in a bad year but like running up to get a beer if it takes longer than five ten minutes you miss 
a full round, if not two, if not a whole fight, if the fight only lasts, you know, two minutes and, and a person gets knocked out. And so I missed three total fights whilst whilst getting whilst, be- whilst getting beverages and or food. And two of them were in the top, like in the main card. So it was kind of a kind of a shitty thing like, oh, yeah, I, that's stupid. That was gone, you know. Um, yeah, so that kind of sucked, but yeah. And then obviously the McGregor, I mean, you, you never want to see, you don't want to see the main, main card, especially a McGregor, um, and like that, where just freak accidents happened three times in the history of the UFC. Yeah. Um, so that sucks. Did you watch but, any of those videos afterwards? That, like they keep, they were at one point trying to say like an elbow check was the thing that like broke his ankle. You see that? Any no, of those videos? no. So there was, a, I heard that it, I heard it was a, a, that he shin checked one of, th- there was a couple Poirier's shin checks kicks. that people, yeah, like that were happening, but then, uh, Poirier like elbow checked one of Connor's kicks and oh. it was like, it was like three more steps after that. And that's when he went down and you can see his like, like leg cave. Oh God, dude, I cannot watch that shit. I just, dude, it grosses me the fuck out. I bet, I bet a dude at the airport that, the, that before we even left that Poye was going to win. And then there was a girl down the, the, the aisle from me and I bet her that Poye was going to win. She, and everybody like everybody was chanting Connor, Connor or McGregor, McGregor. And then when Poye comes out, everybody's booing, you know, I don't know why. I don't know why there's this. Well, I think Connor is like the, like the, like the known name, you know? Totally. Totally. I also, yeah, I don't know. Um, But so I made a bet with her, just like friendly bet, no money or anything like that. And when Connor went down, we were far enough away again, you know, being far enough away, like couldn't see exactly what happened. It looked like he just kind of stepped backward and that was that. And he fell. And I turned to her and I was like, yeah, Poye just won. Uh, Connor, Connor's bitch made. That's why you don't vote on that. You don't bet on him because he is. Every time he loses, he complains. He fucking save for like well, yeah, what he, he lost, did it what he lost to Khabib. in rare form this time. Right. Yeah. Um, I like the guy, but he's he's a little he's a little bitch when he when he loses. Um, but she she was. So I'm, so I'm sitting there saying all that. And then they put the replay up on the jumbotron and you watch his ankle just buckle. And it was like, oh, I take all of that. Back, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then he proceeded to sit there on the floor and call out fucking Poirier's wife and all this. It's just like you did all the while, like damn near compound fracture of the right. leg. And he hasn't like nobody's hopped into the arena to like give him a, a shot, you know, not you know, like. <laughs> pain relievers he's just he's just sitting there like oh i'm okay i've got this busted leg very busted leg and yet i'm just gonna sit here and do an interview with joe rogan that's how tough that son of a bitch is yeah yeah you can't take that away from him dude it was i'm sure he has like so much adrenaline coursing through his veins only being in a fight the like this just the mass size and uh like media frenzy around the event. And then also the fact that your body is dumping just 
monumentous, monumentous amounts of, of adrenaline in your body because you just snapped a freaking major bone in your, in your leg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you've you uh, broken bones. Like I broke both my bones. wrists and I can remember yeah, for a second. You're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, all of it comes like flush, oh. like flooding in and you're like, oh, this isn't good. It's it so hurts. much pain. I'm like going to vomit. Throbbing. Yes. And it's just, I mm-hmm. drove back from Prairie Hills that time I broke my wrist 15 miles and with my arm in my lap, just like this in the Integra. And the whole time it was like, just like you said, there's this feeling of throw up, this feeling of like, I am sick. I am not well, my body, this hurts so bad. And it's yeah. just, I, there's no way I'm sitting there just nonchalantly giving an interview, a post, a post fight interview. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, and I talking have, shit at yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah. I had it bleeding, blah, blah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. What a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. When I broke my collarbone, that was the worst. Cause we had Lindsay drove me the, the ER and I remember he screaming at her because she would hit a bump. Oh yeah. And then the bones would tap. And I was like, I swear to fucking God, are you trying to hit the bumps? And I was like, the whole time I was like, I had a bag in front of me because I was about 95% sure I was going to vomit all over the car. Well, and yeah, your your collarbone, your shoulder. I mean, every little thing, like my arm, I could at least rest and I could Mm. use my shoulder to kind of cushion bumps Mm -hmm. when I knew it was going to go over. Like collarbone, dude, I, yeah, you, you've got nothing. It's just, yeah. Every little bump like that is going to, yeah, but yeah, um, but all in all, I mean, cool experience. I mean, that was, I sent you a text experience. prior to it. It's like, it was one of the most sought after UFC yeah. tickets. Great experience. Um, in history. And, and yeah, it'll be something where, um, you know, I said, I probably wouldn't go again. I, Beth really, really, really liked it. She had a lot of fun. Um, I think she had more fun than watching it on TV. I think largely because when we watch it on TV, she's not really watching. She's just hanging out with the friends, kind of like the Super Bowl, right. Super Bowl and doing like all the hors d'oeuvres and things like that. And this was like more of an experience where she got to she, she got to see Trump. She got to see Kardashian, all the people down in the in the floor. Um, and so it was kind of a CNBC scene thing. I will not spend the amount of money that I spent this time. Like when we were going yeah. up, the the guy that I made the bet with in the airport was saying that uh, he was, he asked if we were going, I said, yes. He goes, Oh, he started freaking out because he wanted to go, but he couldn't find tickets. He's been to seven other ones. I think he said, and he, he was like, if you, if you don't mind, how much, how much me asking, how much did you pay? And I told him, and he, he was like, Holy shit. I've never spent more than $200 for a ticket. And it was like, are really? you fucking kidding me? I mean, I spent six X that basically yeah. like, so yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I bet it's pretty cool just to be there. I mean, the fact that like you had, you know, Rogan was um, commentating and stuff. I mean, it's kind of neat. All those. I mean, it's a big event. I basically hung out with Rogan in Vegas. I mean, <laughs> uh, I was with him story. two nights, you know, like <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I'd pay I'd pay 200 bucks to go to one of those things. Yeah. Easily, yeah. easily, easily. But yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. Well, I'm jealous. I wish I could have gone. Definitely, like definitely recommend it. Whether it's the, I don't know what a boxing match. I've, I've, you know, it, that's been a bucket list item of mine. Whether it's a high profile boxing match or a UFC fight, since I was probably like 25. So got that knocked out. If 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 you've got either, I don't know what a boxing match is like, but I would highly recommend the UFC aspect or the UFC fight. That's just yeah, 
it's different than any any sporting event that I've been to. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Oh man. Dude, speaking of comedians, by the way, did you have you heard the latest Bill Burr rant? No, you said that in the green room, and I, do, I have not I have not heard that. Okay, so what, what I mean, they, we know Bill Burr. This, what did he do this time? Like this is kind of like his thing. Like he's known for this. So he gets he's on his he has Bill Burr has a podcast called Monday Morning Podcast, and it's yep. just him. Yep. Like Bill Burr is like one of these very because his view on the world is just so his that he is one of the few people that can have a podcast where he doesn't have a lot of guests and he just likes to talk about shit himself. Mm-hmm. Well, like 15 minutes into one, like two weeks ago, he says <clears throat> he's complaining about the news and he goes, my mother-in-law comes over to help watch the kids and she always puts on CNN. And you know what those fucking morons are doing? They're fucking talking about Trump. I swear to God, I cannot believe people watch that channel. They're so dumb. It's like, do you think these people give a fuck who's president? They want Darth Vader, meaning Trump, to come back. They want him to come back because they've got nothing to talk about because it's show business. And Joe Biden is a fucking bore. The actor further expressed they can't they can't bitch about Biden because he's wearing a blue tie. So now what do they do? They're going out there and they're doing what they did the first time to get this guy elected by giving him all his free coverage while they act like they allegedly don't like him. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They're a corporate news channel and they're fucking treasonous, un-American pieces of shit, just like Fox News, MSNBC, just like all of them. I love it. Mm-hmm. Spot on. That's 100%. And, and of course, all of these news channels come out and make him the fucking martyr here and be like, oh, I can't believe he's fucking saying this and he's calling us un-American. No, it's exactly what you're doing. He called you on your shit. He called you on your shit. He said the same thing that everybody else thinks. Correct. I fucking love Bill Burr. Correct. I bought, I have tickets to go see him in October here in Atlanta. I cannot fucking wait. It'll be the third time I've seen him. Correct. We're watching Mandalorian. I don't know if you've watched that yet. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's in that. Yep. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Bill yeah. Burr? And then he started talking. It was like, yeah. fucking that is Bill Burr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He called him out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I forget what I, what I saw the other day, but, um, CNN ratings. I just want to see that they're, they're just, that's why they're doing it. And, and he called them out on it. I mean, and that's just the way it is. And they aren't going to be able to come back from where they are today unless they bring Trump back. And, and the crazy thing is the number of people that called that prior to November's election last year, is astonishing. I mean, between it didn't matter what side, what every comedian I knew of talked and, and political pundit talked about how if Trump was voted out of the presidency or, or out of the White House, every media conglomerate would fall because they'd lost their golden goose. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yep. what's happened. 70 CNN's view, viewership has fallen 70% since yeah. July of 2019. And they're still displaying things in every airport in America. I mean, Grand Island, Grand Island of all places is playing CNN Mm -hmm. on the TVs. Vegas, it's all over like. And they're 70 percent down. That means that there's not a there's not a household in the United States that is turning on CNN other than Bill Burr's apparently. (laughs) 
if it's all his mother-in-law. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, like it goes on too. He's like, I swear to God, if I ran a 24 hour news network, our brand would be, we give you two bad, but we still give you one good two steps back, but one step forward. We give you a couple of good stories. You do a story that involves race relations where people are actually getting along, but that doesn't get ratings. You have to make them feel like shit. You have to scare the hell out of them. You've got to make them feel like they've got a virus. Their house is going to burn down and the Nazis are coming back. Those are the tent poles that make great half hour news. If they don't have a gun in their mouths by 18 minutes in, then we're not doing our job. I think that's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That's pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons you and I talk about this. It's one of the reasons I refuse to watch the news. I don't even read the news anymore outside of just like basic business news because I just I don't care. It's all fucking bullshit. It's all bullshit. I'm just so sick of fucking hearing about it. Every bit of it is bullshit. There's not a single solitary. I don't know the last time on any on any channel like CNN is telling me that I'm a terrible person because I'm white and that the virus is going to kill me and this, that, the other uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox news is t- while I like him is telling me that everybody on the other side is conspiratorial and going to, I don't, I, I can't even, I don't even know what, what he's trying to tell me. Um, <laughs> it's all, it's all, yeah, it's all, but I don't know the last time I turned on the news and watched something and went, Oh, that's well, an interesting you know, I was story. listening to speaking of that. I was listening to uh flagrant yesterday and Schultz made a really, really good point. He said, look at what CNN does. Like the the guy that apparently runs CNN came from Hollywood. So this guy is somebody that like creates stories and movies and like CNN, they're great. They create d- great documentaries. I mean, fricking, uh, what was the guy that killed himself? The, the chef? Bourdain. Uh, Bourdain. Yeah. His show was on CNN. They have a lot of good documentaries. And he made a really valid observation, in my opinion. It's like, if you think about that, they're creating storylines that like they, they mold to tell a story. It's not the, they're not giving us the news. They're telling us a story. And that story has to have all of this like climactic shit in it, or it's not a good story. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, that's so funny. Like we talked about this thing in the last podcast about the news anchors of like the seventies and eighties where they just came on. They didn't talk about themselves. It was very almost monotone. Here is the news. Yep. And you don't get that anymore. So it's, yeah, it, it, I wonder how long this continues before some, whether it be a startup or privately owned or whatever, corporation or or company rather comes out and it's like we're going to start giving you the news as the news exists like no bullshit no spin like i wonder if that's possible i wonder if you could take on um like the media giants at a smaller scale like one dude by the way this is just a plug for this people for the 17 people that listen to this podcast but there's a website called freethink today it's the only place i go and get news Hmm. Because all it is, it's science. It's and ninety percent of the stuff that's on that thing talks about all of the amazing shit that science 
society, people are doing that is making it better to be a human being. And I love it because I'll read a couple of those articles and they do some phenomenal videos like to explain things. Um, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort and they have some good people on their team, but, um, it's like the type of news I want. It's like not all this doom and gloom, but it's like, look at all this cool shit that's happening. And it's some of the stuff that's happening, even in like the fringe of science too, like with, you know, whether it be, you know, DMT and mushrooms and the benefits of that on like mental health and all of these things, it's just a whole, and then random shit, you know, AI and pretty cool. That's cool. I'll check it out. I, I yeah. think to answer your question, I think people, I think they already, they're already being widely, uh, well, and what's, what am I trying to say? People are already competing with them, right? right? Whether it's the Megan Kelly's or, um, you know, what, what Sanger and Crystal, uh, Sager and Crystal. Yeah. They, yeah. They, yeah. They just spun, and Crystal, yeah, they they just spun, just off, spun, and spun their, off in their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've got a huge following, you know, Rogan, obviously, like and it's just a different it's just a for, different form of news. It's what the news right. used to be, where it's not all day long. You can tune into it and get what you want to get out of it and then go back to your life. It's not 20 that that's what it is. Like I, Bill Burr, when he's sitting there talking about if I had a 24 hour news cycle that I had to fill, that's why we've got it, because you can't fill 24 hours with shit unless you're putting up all of these stories and all of this doom and gloom because Mm -hmm. it's 24 hours long. You have to keep the attention, right? Um, Do you think some of the, do you think this stuff's generational too? Do you feel that it, I feel like it's the older generations that sit at home and watch news all day. I've never one in my entire life outside of like major, major events, usually catastrophes where I have the news on for an extended period of time. Like, in fact, I can't even tell you, even during like the last election cycle, it would be on for maybe an hour and then I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Right. But like, you know, I know people today that are my parents' age that you walk into their house and it's always it's on. News. Even if they're not even paying attention to it, it's always on. Yeah. Hold that thought. I'll be right back. Okay.
Holy Toledo. All right. <laughs> Holy Toledo. <sighs> that was close. That, that was, was a close one, that folks. That was a close one, folks. That was close. Had a really bad sneeze. <laughs> um so yeah, is it the older generation? I think I think by and large that's probably correct, right? Um I do have a couple friends where it's funny because we've been over to the house a couple few times in the last year or two and when you walk in, they usually have some news channel on and we'll sit there and have beers and whatnot around the table and either order in food or cook some dinner or grill out or whatever. And the TV's on the news the entire time. And it's like, what are you, what are you guys doing out here in Broomfield, Broomfield, you know? Um, But, but yeah, I think you're right. It's probably, it's probably mostly the older generation. Yeah. That's also probably largely just because they have nothing to do. I like be it. I don't know. That's I don't know. I'm, I'm being a I'm being a jerk now. Um, but good on Bill. Good on Bill. More people need to do that. More people in the spotlight in his position need to come out and say shit like that so that we can get past this ridiculous. If it bleeds, it leads news cycle. You know. It's, yeah. There to your point, like. I've got a couple dumb URLs and things that I, because I've had thoughts over the last half decade about doing something just like you're saying with free think, like coming up with some sort of news aggregate or, 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 or syndicate or, or whatever, where 95% of the articles and stories on the page are positive. You know, there's, We've got the internet, you know, we can, we can, there's enough content. There's enough things happening out there in the world that you can showcase the seven-year-old kid that, uh, saved his baby sister or whatever from a firework, which isn't a big deal, but like, it's a feel good thing, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Put it up there. That happened in Atlanta. Um, you know, I I don't know, 10-year-old girl catches her first master angler in northern Nebraska. Like there's there's enough, there's enough out there that it could fill a 24-hour news cycle, and then you reserve the other five, 10% for the big things, the big things that matter, the things that everybody needs to know. Not everybody needs to know that Trump went and took a dump or Trump tweeted out more fake news. Nope, nobody needs to know that. I don't need to know that Biden went on some summit and stumbled over speaking, uh, you know, his lines. I don't it doesn't matter. Who cares? Right. right? Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, what it does to us in the eye of other countries has to be just substantial. It, I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the you know, Chinese communist party meeting conference room and listen to what they are saying about our ridiculous media coverage. 
Like, yeah, they've got everything locked down. They don't share anything as do well, that's most like we, media networks. You know, you everybody tunes like into us because we're just out here blasting all of our dirty laundry and all of these stupid things that nobody cares about. We're making every little bit of our business, everybody else's business. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder, well, and you said China, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's slightly different. We don't want that type of situation over here. Whoops. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just like Australia has a fairly locked down media, um, to to a certain extent. So, so does the UK, like most countries. And when I say lockdown, I don't mean like the government, like China, the government's obviously prohibiting them from, from doing anything, but lockdown in the sense that they're not blasting it all over the place because they are protective enough of what's taking place in their country and with parliament and with the queen and this, that, and the other, that unless it's a big enough deal, they don't air it. They don't, they don't put it out there for everybody to consume because right. you don't, I don't need to know what's going on in my neighbor's house, you know, right. unless it's a really big, unless my neighbor is cooking meth and it's a fucking <laughs> large scale operation and there's a chance that the house is going to blow up and impact me. I don't need to know what they're doing over there. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't care I don't what they're doing over there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they could be just full out orgyville all day long. Quite frankly, Ooh. then I want to know. Then I want to know. Then yes, hook me up. <laughs> Let me in. Give me the. Can sign. we get a video feed in there? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy. Um, in looking about, I was trying to look into the Bill Burr thing. Um, a little bit. CNN. I see as of yesterday. Wait, today's the twenty first. CNN launches site to compete with Fox nation vows. It won't be ideological in laughable statement. CNN has experienced a steady decline in ratings over the last few years, falling 50% in primetime viewers year over year last quarter alone. When it writes the network's decision to launch a new streaming service called CNN plus the service viewers don't seem to want and never asked for. Hmm. What does that mean? It's going to rival Fox is Fox nation. Some like streaming thing. Is that what it is? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I have no clue. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just, just this paragraphs alone. It's not difficult to see some of the issues the network has faced in just the last year or so. Network host Chris Cuomo was given more airtime despite numerous scandals ranging from multiple sexual assault allegations to breaking COVID-19 quarantine restrictions to serving as cleanup crew for his brother, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, amid the New York COVID nursing home scandal. Not to mention the network's most recent decision to welcome chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin back on air with open arms after a horrifying scandal where he was caught masturbating on a corporate Zoom call. Like... The things that the anchors and hosts are doing at CNN. What? (laughs) Huh? Yeah. What was that? uh, Tubin? Jeffrey Tubin? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. 
remember that. <laughs> the network also faced scrutiny this year when Project Veritas exposed footage of CNN technical director Charlie Chester saying CNN's focus was to get, quote, focus was to get Trump out of office and that CNN will aid Biden, quote, a young geriatric in getting through his term. <laughs> like, it, how is CNN still even operational with those three paragraphs alone? Who's still watching CNN? Anybody out there? If you're still watching CNN. Oh, boy. I feel oh for boy. you. I feel for you. You've got a lot. to fi- You've got a lot to figure out in life. If you're still tuning in to CNN. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> Bill Burr. Good on you. Appreciate you. Yep. Keep it up. Agreed. What else? What else do we got? What else? I don't have anything. I literally pay zero attention to anything. <laughs> um, he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Who was he in Breaking Bad? I don't know. I never saw it. Patrick Kuby. I don't remember him. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. All right. Well, what else? What else do we got? What else do we got? Um, What happened to Tom Skura's arm? Oh, you didn't see that? Well, he did the thing where he was trying to dunk a few yeah, months that back. Yeah, was that what happened? Oh, okay. Jamie was saying recently that he put another picture of his arm up on, like he was in a cast again on his Instagram Yeah, he had recently. to get surgery because he had some nerve, like he had some, like oh, so a nerve was that wasn't healing. He like, that post went up and then later that day he like posted another video saying, I didn't re-hurt myself, I just had to get surgery on that same Got arm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. God, that dude's funny, man. That dude is. Yes, he is. That dude is funny. He, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever listened to his, he has that podcast with his wife called, uh, this is your mom's house, your mom's house with him and Christina P, which is his wife. Oh my God. The shit they talk about and some of the things like the calls they take, it's just fucking disgusting. <laughs> Christina P. I don't even know who she is. Christina Pazinski. She has a special on Netflix. She's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who that is. Christina Pazinski. Pazinski. What else is out there? Um, what's what's happening in the world today? So much, so much drama in Something the LBC. Wrong with the world today. Um, news yeah, cycles, uh, news cycles picking up the, as far as the election goes, right? Like the amount of emails I'm getting to vote for this person or that person is pretty, pretty high. Is it? Are you really increasing substantially over the last couple of few weeks? Really? Yep. Oh, I'm not ready for that, dude. I'm not either. 
I'm not either. <laughs> not either. Um, what else is? Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna just look this up since we kind of talked about it a little earlier. Um. Uh, park, 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 park. What does park stand for? Prevention, advocacy, and resource center, which is part, which is Brandeis's like, uh, yeah, fucking whatever prevention, advocacy, and resource center. Um, picnic is on the list of oppressive words. So is the <laughs> phrase rule of thumb. What? That's correct. Um, trigger warning. Picnic. Picnic. Let's, okay. Let's think through this. Rule of thumb. My guess is because rule of thumb the i don't i don't know if it's myth if it's myth or if it's actually true but i believe that the term rule of thumb i've heard anyway comes from an old english law that stated as a male you could beat your wife with a stick as long as it was no thicker than the width of your thumb oh jesus christ so I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard that. I don't know if that's true, God but I've heard, but I've heard damn. that. <laughs> um, so I okay, that makes sense. Trigger warning. Obviously that has to do with gun violence. Picnic. What's wrong with picnic? I don't know. Why are picnics? Yeah, what what's the deal with what's going on with picnics, dude? Um, here's the list: killing it, picnic, rule of thumb, prostitute, go off the reservation, you guys, freshman, crazy, lame victim survivor you can no longer use the word survivor you have to say person who lived through something i don't, <laughs> I don't know tribe powwow spirit animal mentally ill addict homeless person disabled person trigger warning take a stab at policeman congressman insane Rule of thumb can be replaced with general rule. Picnic can be replaced with outdoor eating. Trigger hmm. warning. Maybe alarming to certain people based on their experiences. Possible included alternatives include content note. What is this from? This is from Brandeis University, which is a uh, high-profile university in Pennsylvania. This is from their new curriculum and book. Oh, gosh. Um, picnic. I want to know more about picnic. 
Yeah, I don't fucking know what the hell is going on here. Why is picnic bad? What's going on with picnics? I quite like picnics. <laughs> I'm quite fond of picnics. <laughs> picnics. Picnic is an example of violent language. Huh? Okay, here we go. The term picnic is often associated with lynchings of black people in the United States, during oh, which Jesus. white spectators were said to have watched while eating, referring to them as picnics or other terms involving racial slurs against black people. Good Lord. The word actually is derived from the 1692 French word pique a word that meant a social <laughs> gathering where each attendee brings food. According to Dr. David Pilgrim, a racial historiographer and curator of Ferris State University's Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia. Hmm. List also includes such words phrases as people of color walk in because you can walk in and that's derogatory toward people who are in wheelchairs or oh, are incapable of walking in um wild <sighs> and homeless people homeless person so no you can't call them homeless they're calling what's the other term they use now it's not homelessness it's oh i just heard this yesterday it's not homeless anymore. It's. I don't fucking remember. Probably we, pissed me off and I blocked called, it all we're not, out. We, we, uh, shelter challenged? Like. What did you say? Shelter challenged? <laughs> I don't know. What are we so uh new word for homelessness? Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, trigger warning. We can't say trigger warning. Person, what? Person without housing? <laughs> is that what it is? I'm seeing someone say that. A person without uh, housing. I have no idea. Um, in the same way, the list prescribes calling things crazy or insane because these terms can be construed as disrespectful of people with actual psychological problems. It's better to say bananas again, though, meanings change and the people who compose this law list leave off terms that are likelier than insane to give genuine offense. 
Dumb originally referred to people incapable of speech, and this is even dimly recoverable by modern speakers from the expression deaf and dumb. So far, Park is not seeking to cancel the word dumb because of this, but rosters of oppressive language inevitably expand, as does the number of reasons to declare words unacceptable. One can imagine a future list condemning bananas, not just because it too mocks mental illness, but also perhaps because it dismisses the hard work of those who pick the fruit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah. 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 Chairperson in the same it's near. It's also in Pennsylvania. I think it's actually at Penn State. I saw um, that you are no longer uh, allowed to use terms like upperclassmen and freshmen. And yes, Penn State removing gendered binary terms like freshmen, upperclassmen. Um. There were other things too. The proposition recommended changing the nomenclature of college classes from freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior to first year, second year, third year, and fourth year. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Terms like freshman and upperclassmen carried a strong male centric binary character, and terms like junior and senior ran parallel to Western male father son naming conventions. Oh, what are these people doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, we're going to replace upperclassmen with lower division and upper division. What? Oh. Do you have anything else to do with your life? Penn State. Fucking. I can't wait to see the signs and things that are in the opposing teams. <laughs> student sections <laughs> at football games and stuff. <laughs> uh, mm. All right. Well, perhaps we end it there. All right, then. Perhaps we end it there. Cool. Uh, next time on In, a, In Expert Opinions. I can't even say it. I can't talk. say it. I can't say it. We're going to talk about things. Okay. We yeah, no, we'll actually uh, have an interesting topic, I think. I think it's going to be interesting. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, Pippin. All right, man. Love you. Love you, too. All right. Paces. Paces. And that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please don't forget to download and subscribe to Inexpert Opinions in your favorite podcast app. And uh, it'd be doing us a huge favor if you gave us a five-star rating. That helps us grow. Growing's good. Everything needs to grow, including Inexpert Opinions. We're trying to blow this thing up, y'all. So, uh, yeah, rate us. We love you. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Shut up. And sit down.